0: Live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee
1: James. I'm Rick Lee James, and you're listening to Voices in My Head, if you hear this voice today, Welcome back to Voices in My Head. I am your host, Rick Lee James, and this is episode number 66. I can't believe we're already up to 66 episodes, but the numbers don't lie, I guess. I I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. Don't ask me things like this. Uh, It's good to be back with you. We have a great guest today, Keith Moore from IndieHeaven.com, president, founder, the big honcho, the head cheese. Wait, head cheese doesn't sound right. Okay, sorry, Keith. I didn't mean to call you head cheese. But anyway, going on to the podcast today, uh, it's going to be a great episode. We recorded an interview last night, had a great time. He's just a really cool guy, and they have something really special for independent artists over at indieheaven.com. So you're going to hear more about that in just a few minutes. I wanted to tell you a couple things before we get too far into the show today. Just a reminder that you can still buy Basement Psalms Live, my DVD or my CD, or you can get both at rickleejames.com. You can you can also get them on Amazon, iTunes. Uh, right now you can get the uh, the DVD, uh, the mobile of it for only $5.99 still at GetMopix.com. That's G-E-T-M-O-P-I-X.com. Get Mo just look up my name or look up Basement Psalms Live and you can download it for your mobile device, only five ninety nine. Now with that in mind, for just a very short time, uh, I, I don't know exactly how much longer we're going to be keeping this up, but you can go to YouTube, just go to youtube.com slash Rick Lee James, and you can see the entire concert of Basement Psalms Live absolutely free uh, on YouTube. Now the reason I'm giving that out is I'm hoping people will share that with friends. I'm hoping you'll like it enough to buy it. Um, It really does help, but we still haven't paid off yet um, what it costs to make that album and slash DVD, but uh, I I really want to share it with you guys, and I want it to be a help to you. So go to YouTube.com slash Rick James and uh, check it out. Share it with a friend. Share it on your social media sites. It's only up for a very short time right now, but you can watch the entire concert for free. Worked really hard on it. Spent a lot of time getting there. With that, uh, something similar, Basement Psalms, the book, which is actually not going to be called that, Uh, will hopefully be coming out very soon, sometime in the next uh, few months here. I just finished writing the first draft, and uh, I I did it fairly quickly, and I'm going back and rereading right now, and uh, we're in the editing process of the book. But the book is going to be called, I believe, Out of the Depths, a songwriter Looks at the Psalms, and uh, it's going to be things that I couldn't include, obviously, in Basement Psalms Live, the concert, just because there's only so much you can put into a song. Um, But there was a lot of research and a lot of things in my heart that was going on, a lot of thoughts that were bouncing around up in my crazy brain, and uh, so talk about voices in my head. Uh, I believe we're going to have the first Voices in My Head Productions book come out of this. So be watching for that. Hopefully, in the next couple months, uh, if we can get the editing process done, and if we feel like. It was a a worthwhile project. We will have Basement Psalms, the DVD, the CD, and a companion book out of the depths to go with it. also, just real quickly to tell you about next week's episode, uh, my good friend Matt Litton, man, he's a great author. If you have not read anything by him, you really need to. Holy Nomad, Mockingbird Parables, uh, countless articles on the Huffington Post. Um, he's going to be my guest next week. We just recorded the interview actually prior to this show because uh, a favorite author of both of us, uh, Brennan Manning, uh, sad to say, passed away on the 12th of April, uh, just a few days ago. And so uh, we wanted to do sort of a little bit of a tribute. So next week's podcast is a tribute to Brennan Manning. If you've never read anything by Brennan Manning before, I strongly encourage you to check out some of his writings. Uh, if you have read him before, uh, dust those books off and read them again. I was going back through. Uh, it's sad that it takes the passing of a person sometimes to get you to pull out their their books or whatever they've done and look at it again. But, Man, what a breath of fresh air. Uh, So, God, thank you for people like Brennan Manning and uh, their ruthless trust and the way that they were able to, uh, in their brokenness, tell us about who you were. So, with that being said, look for that on next week's show. And now we're going to move into everyone's favorite segment, the question of the week. Question of the week. I heard this, like, sound that I can only describe... When I said that is, I guess, my chair creaking. You guys, I hope you guys don't hear my chair creaking every week. Uh, But anyway, I guess you put my wide rear end in a chair and it makes creaking noises. Well, question of the week. Uh, I figured having Keith Moore, who is a musical guy on, he would have an opinion about this. Um, And it seems like lots of you did too. Uh, The new Man of Steel movie, it comes out on June 14th. Question of the week is, should they use the John Williams theme from the original Superman films or come up with a new theme song? That original theme I'm sure you know that He's the same composer as did Star Wars, John Williams, and I really want them to make a clean break from the old Donner movies as much as I love those Christopher Reeve films. It's time for a fresh look, a fresh take on that. Uh, which they have, and I know that Hans Zimmer is doing the score, but man, I I hope that he puts just some part of, of, uh, of John Williams' score in it. But anyway, your answers this week for Question of the Week. Um, Tony James gosh my sister the first one on uh, she said use the original song it's so perfect for Superman um, Matthew Cole says hard to improve upon John Williams musical scores the soundtrack to the Empire of the Sun is one of my favorite albums of any genre so I would be happy to hear the original music used with a little variation on the theme I think I'm kind of there with you Matt um, Hans Zimmer did the, the music to the, the Dark Knight and, and that is good music but it doesn't feel very melodic to me. It feels a lot more just kind of like background music, something, not anything you could leave the theater humming to. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm so pumped about this movie. Kyle Northrup says, use a new song. My father wrote in and says, I don't know what the Williams song sounds like because I don't follow composers, but how about the George Reeves theme from 1950s? <laughs> it's funny, Dad, because I was actually watching some of those George Reeves episodes this week, uh, kind of going through stuff. Gosh, those are cheesy, but man, there's something kind of charming about them too. Robert Hussong, a great singer songwriter wrote in. He said, no, if the Bryan Singer film revealed anything to us, it's that any Superman film should not look behind to the past. Inserting any memory of previous films will only evoke nostalgia and prompt unnecessary comparisons. For Superman to move forward, Warner Brothers needs to break new ground and territory while looking ahead. Kevin Mullen writes in, New, new, new. You know what, I'll probably see the movie with Kevin. I'm not sure. We we see a lot of uh, comic book movies together great guy wonderful pastor and a comic book fan so uh, i'm really happy uh, that kevin wrote in this week Uh, moving on we have more answers andy fry wrote in and he said new Hans zimmer plans to complement the movie uh, with a score rather than create a hummable tune i can't wait to hear it david sanders wrote in and this is where it gets uh, kind of fun was when david starts writing in Uh, it says definitely the john williams classic it ain't Superman without it. It's like uh, it's like Bond theme music or Star Trek. It gives you that tingly anticipation, uh, anticipation feeling that stokes you up for the movie. John Waldrip wrote, wrote in and said, uh, "John Williams' theme." Ben Debono says, "New. The less ties to the old Superman movies, the better." Joel Gowdy says, "Same." Uh, Adam Evans says, "There is no other theme song. To change would be blasphemous." Mary Jane James, hey mom. Wow, my whole family is writing in this week. How could you possibly top the original music? I love that music. Jesse Level says, new. Hodn Zimmer is a beast. Ha ha. Josh Buckingham said, as long as Danny Elfman stays off the project, I'm open for anything, <laughs> which I actually love that answer, um, you know, and I, I like Danny Elfman, but it does seem like everything that Danny Elfman writes is doodle, 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 wah, wah, wah. you know, it's kind of like that, the, the Simpsons or the old Batman, stuff like that. David Sanders, this is the funny part. He says, look, I don't know you people, but you need to stop smoking whatever you're smoking. Zimmer is a good composer, but Williams is the undisputed king of movie music. 48 Oscar nominations, 18 Grammy Awards, and the original Superman theme is one of his most iconic pieces. Using it means this film has a shot of being included in the canon. Anything else will make this a Johnny-come-lately knockoff that nobody will remember. Josh Buckingham says, Williams composed about two scores of undeniable brilliance. Then it's all the same. Bring in the brass on the minor four chord, now. Brilliance again, Mr. Williams, here's your Oscar. (laughs) And then David says, Star Wars, Superman, E.T., Schindler's List, Jurassic Park, Far and Away, Jaws, Hook, Indiana Jones, Empire of the Sun, Seven Years in Tibet, The Color Purple, just to name a few. And I wrote in it there, and I said, wow, this is getting serious. Imagine what overwhelming uh, fan reaction will be, no matter what they do musically and uh, I think that's going to be interesting to see. I think some people are going to be purists and won't want anything with that John Williams theme, and other people will be ready for something new. And then there'll be people who have no idea what the John Williams theme was because Superman happened like in 1976, I think, the year before I was born. Uh, Maybe 77, the year I was born. Actually, I think that's right. I think it came out in 77. Maybe that's why I have such a close connection to Superman. But anyway, moving on. We still have more answers. And John Wilkerson wrote in, and he said, Use a new one. The franchise is being rebooted. Williams' soundtrack is a classic and should remain with the original. Uh, So he wrote that in on Twitter, and uh, I I hope I didn't miss any of your answers this week. We had so many people write in. I think there's a lot of people excited about this movie like I am. And uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening and for answering the question of the week. Um, Question of the week, actually, for next week, I'll go ahead and tell you what it is. Um it's do you have a favorite book or better yet a favorite quote by the recently deceased Brennan Manning and next week again we're going to be doing the Brennan Manning tribute episode with author Matt Litton so thanks everybody for playing along with question of the week you can answer question of the week on Twitter on our Facebook page the Twitter feed is voices in my head p or you can do rickley james at twitter and that'll also get you there the voices in my head podcast page also has the question of the week Every week, so join us there if you haven't done it yet. Now, on to my interview with my very special guest, Keith Moore. My guest today is Keith Moore. Keith is the founder and president of IndieHeaven.com. Since 1997, he has worked with well over 2,500 independent Christian artists, assisting them with marketing, promotions, distribution, as well as giving out lots of advice. Keith Moore, thank you for being a guest today on Voices in My Head.
0: Well, thanks so much for having me, Rick. I really appreciate your interest, and it's always a blessing and an honor and privilege to be able to, to share what God's been doing through me for all these years.
1: Well, and I certainly appreciate what you're doing over at Indie Heaven, and I want to get into that. But before we do, yeah. the the fans have actually, uh, of this podcast, have threatened to lynch me before when I forget to do the Question of the Week. Uh, right. So we're going to have to start out with Question of the Week right off the bat here as we begin today. So uh, a lot of people, and especially a lot of my listeners, because uh, so, some of my listeners, myself included, are pretty big comic book fans, and uh-huh. uh, we're excited about the new Man of Steel film that's coming out in june and uh, so the question of the week for this week and we've had a lot of answers online so far is should they use the john williams theme from the original superman films or should they come up with a new theme song uh, for the new film what's your thoughts on that
0: oh boy um you know i think from a marketing and branding standpoint it'd be very very cool to have uh, people submit their own theme um to the producers and they would, you know, screen them and then pick one. I think that that would get quite the buzz going as far as, you know, the marketing. And uh, I mean, of course, there's going to be a buzz already for this movie, but I think it'd be really cool to involve um, people, you know, involve the fans and maybe pick one that would be part of the actual movie. And there's plenty of great producers out there. But then on the other hand, I think, you know, that, they've already had this going for years and the and the branding is solid and they might want to stick with what John Williams had done. It's certainly wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like a like a true politician, I'm I'm right down the middle. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Well, that's a pretty good answer, though. That none of our listeners actually came up with that. A lot of people say, "Yeah, go with the original. It's iconic. It's it's you can hum it when you leave the theater." And uh, Mm -hmm. now, now they actually have. I think the same person, Hans Zimmer, uh, who did the uh, the Dark Knight movies. I think that he's the composer for this film as well. Uh, So maybe maybe something less melodic and just more uh, mood setting. But it's an interesting question, and nobody had mentioned actually let let the fans you know submit. But that's a Good idea, and I'm mm-hmm. actually kind of surprised they didn't come up with that. As social media savvy as the movie companies seem to be becoming
0: lately, so, that's right, that's and, right, yeah, involved the fans,
1: yeah. And I've I've even seen that lately, and and this may tie in a little bit to what you do at Indie Heaven, but I've even seen how some fan funding is actually going towards um, you know, green lighting some movies for studios now, which was very unheard of in the past. I know that the Veronica Mars television show fans wanted a movie, so they did a Kickstarter fundraiser and raised like, I don't know how many millions of dollars in like two days and they said, Okay, we'll make a movie So it's kinda it's kinda interesting that uh, with social media and things, not only with music but movies and all that just you know, the sky's the limit, I guess, with things like that anymore. So. Yeah,
0: that's, you know, one thing that I um, teach artists—I'm probably jumping ahead here—but one of the main things I teach artists is that uh, they leverage leverage their um, their fans, and uh, you know, they kind of gather them one by one, and um, you know, you get enough of them in there, and uh, they can actually be a part of what you're doing. And of course, a lot of Christian ministries and bands for years have done that as nonprofits, you know, where people donate to them and stuff, and so. But it's cool to see people giving to things that they they like and that there's a mechanism out there. I, of course, I thought about this about 15 years ago, but uh, <laughs> you know, just like most other things that are out there, right. and, uh, You know, but I didn't come up with the mechanism, but um, certainly had uh, had thought about fan funding for a long time.
1: Sure, and it mm-hmm. seems to be very popular right now. Well, it is.
0: Well, let's look a little bit into, uh,
1: speaking of fans, which is something that you're about, and you're about helping the fans connect with artists, especially Mm -hmm. independent artists. Um, I I was hoping that you could just tell us a little bit right off the bat about what IndieHeaven.com is, because a lot of our listeners may not be familiar with it yet. I'm sure many of them are. As a matter of fact, sure. uh, Bob Husong. Today, as soon as I mentioned you were going to be on the show, he wrote right in and said, "Oh, that's going to be a good episode." You know, he's very familiar, and and I actually met Bob through Indie Heaven years ago. So, uh, but just cool. go ahead and go ahead and tell us some about Indie Heaven.
0: Sure. Well, before I talk about the site and and what uh, what God's doing through me, the term Indie a lot of people think that it's, are, are just, are they just musicians from Indianapolis? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and you know, it's indie is a slang term for independent. And um, you know, back in the eighties, it, it kind of was synonymous with the alternative grunge scene out of Seattle, like indie rock, mm-hmm. you know, indie rock. And um, so really the term independent right now, or indie means that, that the artists are independent and they're not signed to a record label. And they're they're the ones who are self-producing uh, and self-funding, kind of just doing it, you know, doing it on their own. I call it the DIY, doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, so a lot of a lot of the artists, that's what they do. Um, so you know, it's a it's a great time to be independent because with self-publishing on the internet, uh, you know, anybody can pretty much make make a song and stick it out online and, and have people listen to it. So kind of cut out the middleman with the label. Now, obviously, there's pros and cons to both being independent and signed. I mean, you talk to signed artists, some of them love it, some of them don't. You talk to independent artists, some of them love it, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really depends on, you know, what's what they want uh, in their career and how it's all working for them. So indie just means independent. Okay. And, um, you know, I had this bright idea back in 1997 to um, start a website. I was actually part of a Christian band in the early 90s called Harvest and toured around the country with those guys um, from, like, 1991 to 93. And we were based down in Lindale, Texas at the time, and we were meeting Christian musicians all around the country who wanted to do what we were doing. Now, I was just a hired gun. I wasn't part of the leadership of the ministry, but um, they had been going for probably 10 years and was very successful in the Christian music industry. They were signed um, band. And um, so by the time I started working with him, uh, it was really just uh, the leader of the ministry who was the primary songwriter and the singer and myself and um, our sound guy. And we kind of toured around the country and just ministered together and met lots of Christian musicians. And our goal was to bring them down to Lindale and uh, train them up and record them and uh, help them get going and send them out as teams. And so that's the reason why I uh, I went down to Lindale and moved my family from Maryland to Texas was to be part of something like that. It really excited me. Hmm. And um, so got down there and um, spent a couple of years with them. And, and uh, we, again, met a lot of Christian musicians, but uh, the whole thing just kind of never came together. So after a couple of years, I departed that ministry and then um, moved up to uh, Virginia, worked in a music store for a year there, and then jumped up to another music store in Pennsylvania and uh, started a recording studio with the owner of the music store, And lo and behold, had all these Christian musicians I was meeting in the music store during the day, coming out to the studio at night, and having me work on their music. So I was working with these artists, and um, really, you know, thought it was pretty good. You know, pretty good songs, pretty good uh, Mm -hmm. quality content, while I just start my own online organization. And uh, because I was was kind of, at that time, I'd heard enough horror stories from artists, you know, uh, in the music industry, that it kind of... Made me think like, well, why would I want to be part of something that, that I feel is not working uh, right for the artist? Hmm. So there was maybe a little bit of that. Um, if you can't, you can't join them, beat them mentality going on. Then, mm-hmm. um, of course, I was a lot younger then. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've learned a lot since. I, I don't really feel that way anymore about the industry, but back then I did. Um, and so I started my own thing. I figured if you didn't like what was going on and it was broken, well, then start your own thing and see, you know, how it would go. So I started with four artists that I was producing in my studio and came up with a website called broken hmm. And, uh, I didn't realize there was a broken records label that was going, um, in the eighties. And, uh, Early '90s, now by this time it was 1997, and they were no longer in operation. But everybody thought we were them. So you know, here I launch this website, brokenrecords.com. dot com. Everybody's like, How do I get signed? How do I get signed? Sign me, sign me. People singing in my answering machine. I'm like, Oh lord, you know. <laughs> so, but you know, back back then, I really felt like like God was directing me. Uh, number one, I called it Broken Records because it was based on Psalm 51: 17. Um, a broken and contrite heart, God will not despise. That's the NIV version. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I was really, you know, it was all about more about the heart of the artist because it was what I struggled with the most was trying to be broken, you know. And and um, so it was important to me. So you know, the whole thing that I did in the early days was uh, bring bring artists into the organization and mentor and try to share with them some of the things that I had gone through. As a touring artist, and that desire to, to be big—you know, that that rich and famous thing—that mm-hmm. rub between between um, the Lord working through you and versus look what I can do—and so I did a lot of mentoring in the early days, and I still actually do today. But um, yeah, so we started with four artists, and then the OCD kicked in. I have what's called HD OCD, high definition <laughs> OCD. Yeah, and <laughs> just like anybody, I'm sure you have a little bit of that, Rick. Certainly. Um, but but just like anybody who is a builder um, and an entrepreneur, um, I think what drives us most is curiosity. We're just wondering if we really put everything we have into this, 100% work, 100% faith. Wonder what God will do with it. And I was that kind of guy. And whatever I put my heart and mind to, I was going to give it my all. So I went like crazy online, just meeting people, meeting people, meeting people. And you know, I had I had artists coming into my studio to record with me. I was meeting them and to the studio website and uh i just got really crazy busy and uh just you know developing independent christian artists in pennsylvania I actually had a couple guys come all the way from anchorage alaska to record with me and they stayed at the studio and it was a lot of fun wow. so and i discovered a couple bands back then who are now signed this is that we're going back to like 1998 1999 hmm. there's a band now signed with um fair trade called Ashes Remain. And I, I, I found those guys at a Battle of the Bands in the year 2000 hmm. and uh, brought them to my studio and recorded their first you know project and uh, worked with them, and that they were great guys. And it's cool to see them still going at it, and now they're signed and going around doing all the big festivals. And then there's another band that recently was signed to Centricity Records, and they're called Unspoken.
1: Hmm. And
0: um, so it's really cool to see some of these artists that I've met back way way back um and there's also another band that i didn't realize this they were christian at the time but they're not christian anymore no. but um it's a band called hailstorm and they're huge mm. in like yeah. the rock like the secular rock thing it's a girl-fronted band i had no idea they'd gotten this big and huh. i'd recorded them like way way back wow. you know so so that was kind of fun so anyways to make a long story even longer <laughs> um uh yeah it's a long story everybody has a long story so I went, I went along as Broken Records for a while, and then I changed our name to Indie Heaven because I felt it better represented what you know what I was all about. I really uh, kind of got a firm um, – I don't know what you would call it, a nudge from the Lord. Uh, he didn't like actually speak words into my ear, but he was pretty firm with me as I was praying about it. He said, I don't want you to make artists dependent on you, um, but bring them together so they can be independent together. And I thought, wow, what a great slogan for the website. Let's be independent together, you know. Yeah. So it, it was this whole thing about community. And at that time, you know, there wasn't Facebook and there wasn't MySpace and there wasn't all these websites. We were kind of um, one of the first, especially in the Christian side, to um, start a musician services site um, that actually allowed artists to post music and, you know, sell CDs. And of course, there was CD Baby back then, too, on the mainstream side. And uh, But we were kind of the first one out of the gate. And, uh, you know, we're still going today, which is really amazing. But, the you know, the Lord has provided uh, for the organization for me to do this full time. Um, and it's just been, been cool to see how our, our members will support the site. And that's kind of how how I make enough income to be able to pay for the things that, to keep it going and try to keep up with the technical Joneses out there, you know, to try to make sure it. It's running and keeping up with changes, technical changes that seem to be coming at me every day. Sure. So, um, so we've been doing the same thing really as IndieHeaven.com since 2002, and obviously the site's gotten better. And uh, you know, but but the bottom line is that the reason why Christian musicians, and we only have Christian musicians and bands and worship leaders and artists, we don't have anybody who's not a believer. And the reason why is I, I just feel it's important to have a niche, and it's where my heart is. My heart is a heart of a teacher. And so I want to share these things that that the Lord is um, downloading to me with with people, you know, with these artists, because I know the struggles that they go through trying to again balance that. You know, I want to get bigger, um, but then again, you know, I'm doing this for the Lord. And so, you know, it's it's that rub, that tension. And and I think that um, the Lord's um, just done done a, a wonderful work. I always say, I always say, God owns indie heaven, and I'm the manager. <laughs> and so he expects me to manage it well, and uh, and I have. I mean, I still work at it—60 hours, 80 hours a week, uh, whatever it takes, you know, to do it. And after all these years, um, but the reason why I work at it is because the Lord, you know, says, you know, if you keep working at it, um, I'll fill the tank. You just keep driving, I'll fill the tank, and we'll go on this journey together going to be really fun you know and uh so it's been really really cool to see how it's still gone we've never had a corporate investor invest in indy heaven never had a couple opportunities to take them on but um the lord was adamantly going no 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 you you need to not go that way you need to just trust me for my provision so he taught me that provision is a combination of two words professional vision professional vision and you combine those two words and that equals provision so that's really, you know, what I've tried to do all these years is just be a visionary try to, try to serve artists where they're at. Um, you know, they're all over the place and they're, they're all different levels of caliber of quote unquote talent. I mean, everybody has value. Um, but there's some that just, you know, are, are more advanced as far as songwriting and production than others, but everybody has worth. And it really doesn't matter anymore, you know, how spit polished you are. I mean, i I've had members who I would consider, yeah, their music's okay, do extremely well because they were giving it 100% work, 100% faith, you know, and that equals 200% success, whatever that is for that person. With a lot of definitions of the word success. So that's a really super duper long answer but, uh, <laughs> No, you know, it was kind of shares.
1: Actually, those are answers to about three questions I was going to ask. So that was fantastic. I <laughs> figured it was. Now you're going, what am I going to ask him now? He
0: just kind of No, that everything.
1: that's great. Though. I I appreciate hearing all that and I can really, yeah. you know, I I think all of our listeners will be able to hear your heart coming through as you say this too because I really feel like Gindy Heaven is Um, Of a real benefit to independent artists, and um, I I had been a part of it for a while for whatever reason that I can't remember now. um, My membership lapsed or something, and I recently, over the past couple weeks, um, uh, came, came back to Indie Heaven and yeah. uh, and just loved everything that I saw that was improved and new and I've got a new uh CD and DVD myself yeah. that just came out and I'm just uh finishing a new book that goes along with it actually which should be out hopefully in the next month or so and I thought you know what a great way this is an awesome place so like yeah. the one one thing that I love that is on your site uh, is video feed right now? I've got uh, my entire live concert that I just released on DVD uh, for a short mm-hmm. time is up on Indie Heaven right now, the complete concert. So it's a sure. great place, you know, for people to go to like that if you're an artist and say, hey, let me, you know, have a place other than YouTube where you know it's a little bit more localized to what I do. You know, I I think mm-hmm. it's maybe a little easier to find than like YouTube because. Let's face it there's so much stuff on YouTube that it's it's, yeah. it's like you know you put in something and you get a you get a result that's not even close so it's nice to be able to tell someone hey go to my yep. profile on this page and then you'll be able to see it all so um right.
0: like, it's it, it, it's a great site to like to to tell a pastor or or Christian friends you can come to it because we have no you know there's no chance of them coming across something that they shouldn't be coming across. Sure. And um and I think that's really important as a Christian musician. And uh I've got a few words to say about that, you know. Um but um but I think it's really important. And yeah, we are a niche. Just like a Christian musician is a niche, I mean um a mainstream musician, you know, um gosh it's it's a huge pie for them. But the Christian musician, now it can be a huge pie too, depending on what you're you know, what you're singing about. But generally if you're a Christian musician who wants to do ministry and concerts in churches are connected with churches and and the Christian community then indie heaven is a great place to be because that's who we attract and that's that's you know who I've actually marketed to um for many many years and um Certainly. so we have, we have a reputation you know of of a place that actually has good artists um you know on the website
1: and and I I can attest to that as well uh, one thing that I really enjoy about indie heaven is Um, The way not only that you can put your own music out there, but I love that you can connect with other artists as well. Um, There's been a few concerts over the years that uh another artist had found me through your website and they had said, Hey, we're putting on a, a concert nearby you and we're trying to do sort of like a little festival thing and we want to get mm-hmm. five or six artists together. And I made mm-hmm. some friends uh, you know, at these venues that I would have never otherwise met or known about because let's face it, independent artists, we don't have, you know, the machine behind us that a Keith Urban would or somebody else, you know, right. that that has this this huge network. So Um, And just doing that and just networking with some other artists, playing a few shows together, you not only um, create some lifelong friendships, but you also get to to meet a whole new audience you hadn't met before. So that's one thing I really appreciate about your your site is the way that you're able to interact and the way that artists are able to interact. I don't know that uh, we always get to do that.
0: Yeah, and, you know, fans, too, can interact with our members. One cool thing about Indie Heaven, we don't make them sign up for an account to leave a comment or, you know, um, to message a member. I I just think that's a real pain. So we don't make people sign up to communicate, unlike a MySpace or, you know, a Facebook, and we don't charge anybody to communicate to our members. Um, So that's a good thing, too. And like you said, we've had many, many uh, members Actually, um, start events, which I teach them to do. I said, you know, you need to you need to host one event per year. If all you guys around the country would put on one event a year and invite your local your your local regional Indie Heaven members to come do an all day event together, mm-hmm. none of you would need a booking agent because yeah. and, and a manager because you'd all be busy all the time. And um so some of them actually took took that uh, bull by the horns and started an event. We have one uh, band ninth hour from. Smithville, Missouri. They actually created a uh, festival called Nehemiah Fest about four years ago, and first year was you know kind of kind of a building year. Second year got bigger. Third year got bigger. Now it's like really big, and they've uh, utilized our members and other people in their community to come out and be a part of it. And I'm so proud of them. And it's becoming this really great event for their community. And that's what I teach. You need to you need to to act local. You can go ahead and think global if you want. What we call glocal um but go ahead and be somebody in your town that other people are, are looking to, you know, and, and create an event so that you want, you know what it's all about. And so some of them have done that, which is really cool.
1: And and I again, that's that's been kind of my heartbeat. Living where I do, um, I, I every year will. Uh, at new year's time we have the rick lee james and friends uh, new year's picking party and uh, we get together with other artists and i always invite different ones um, that i know of to come in and it's kind of become a fun thing for the community that we've done it for three yeah. years now and uh yeah. and, it, and it is always great and, and it does open up uh you get to meet people you didn't meet def- before i don't think bands always realize some, sometimes we have this mindset as independent artists we don't want someone else taking over what we might be able to have, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you open yourself up to work with other people, you actually find that they have connections you don't have, and they have people that will become Mm -hmm. fans of yours that you wouldn't have had otherwise, and it Mm -hmm. it really is, is, uh, they become some just real uh, good friends. I have some other artist friends that are just uh, because of events like that, and and they've actually started their own events and invited me. We've had some really good connections, and I've met so many new people over the years. So, so Very right good. on, Keith. Good job, man. Good advice. Well, right
0: on, Rick. Good <laughs> to go. I mean, here's the thing. I teach artists, you know, I, and I teach at um, the Christian Musician Summits around the country. There's one coming up in Buffalo on uh, May 3rd and 4th, um, and there's one in Franklin, Tennessee, down here where I live. In September, then there's another one out in um, Redmond, Washington, in November. I've been teaching at these events for about 10 years, and um, the one thing that that we teach in these these classes and also online is you don't want to you don't want to think about it as what can you do for me, you, you want to think about what what can we do together.
1: Sure. And
0: when you start thinking mutual blessing, um, then the Lord really does uh, His work, and and it really it just takes takes a heart of um, of service you know and serving others and and god really seems to bless that i mean he's blessed me all these years and that's all i've done and uh and again provision comes from from having really good prof- prof- professional or maybe proficient vision i mean you could throw a number of pro words in there um but anyway it just means good you know good vision and um so yeah awesome
1: well, before we run out of time here tonight, uh, if a person has not been to IndieHeaven.com before, maybe you could just describe for us real quick, since this is an audio medium here, what they're going to find whenever they go there.
0: Sure. Well, when you hit IndieHeaven.com, um, first thing you'll see is um, a big picture up on the kind of the center right underneath our logo, and that's for our featured artist um, that we have featured right now. And you can click that, uh, that uh, picture and go over to their profile. Um you'll see some smaller um, pictures there, staff picks. These are just artists that we've picked out that have been with us a while and we think are doing a really good job in their music and, and mission. And we'll put them up there, and they, they rotate. So every person that comes to the site sees a new crop of them. We have a bunch of, of our members that staff picks. And then underneath that, we have the last tens columns, which are the last ten, um, like, songs added by members, the last ten pictures, the last ten blogs, the last ten videos the last ten, so that way all of our members get a chance to have their name on our front page. If they update their content, it's kind of our reward for them to go ahead and log in and put that new song up there. Sure. And um, so we have that on there. And then we have some other featured graphics like, uh, our, um, Indie heaven radio. We have an online radio station. That is really, really cool um, that we actually just had a new iPhone app developed. It was really cool how the board worked that out, but, uh, Great. you can go to Indie heaven radio and listen to, um, our artists and our members, um, you know, in just a streaming kind of radio format and every now and then I'll interject and say, This is Indie Heaven radio or whatever. Um, so it's not live but it's Memorex. Um, <laughs> but it's a bunch of good songs and our members submit songs to to, to go on there and we pick the ones out that that we think are you know people are gonna like basically just like a a program director at a radio station yeah. um you know and the other couple good features we have on the site are um, the top twenty list, which is the top twenty songs for the month, and those are songs that have been submitted by our members to what we call our fan phase chart, which um, um our members submit a song to, and people can listen to the songs and and uh, rate them and drive them up the charts, so it's kind of fun to see who goes up the charts and Fun. It's just something fun for our members to be able to, to get their uh, fans active and vote for them and, you know, listen to their songs. So that's really cool. So that's it. And then, of course, we have member profiles. So if you jump over to a profile, um, then you can actually see all kind of content. You can listen to their songs. And if they're selling their songs, you can buy them right through there and download them. Uh, so we've been doing iTunes way before iTunes. Sure. Um, we started that in 2002. Um and then uh, you can, you know, of course, read their bio, and you can uh, read their latest news and all their blogs and check out their pics and their videos. And it's just like a standard profile that you would get. Of course, when we started this in 2002, it was actually really, really good. Um, and now, of course, there's lots of places that, that offer uh, profiles and bios. But one of the cool things for um, our members is if they're selling their music and they're uh, part of our Touring Pro or sold-out arenas membership tiers. We offer four tiers of membership. Um, But if they're sold-out arenas or Touring Pro, then they get 100% of the sale price that the member can set, and they can actually change that too, which is really cool. So let's say a a member is selling a download for $0.99. They would get all $0.99 from us, uh, which is really cool because if they sell that through iTunes, they get about
1: $0.62
0: after Apple takes their cut and after the distributor takes their cut. Um, Another thing, too, for Indie Heaven is that they know who buys their music. So let's say, like, um, uh, Joe from Schenectady buys a song uh, from you. Well, then you get in your admin, you'll get Joe's name, his city, state, and zip. You don't get a street address, but city, state, zip, (laughs) and email address so that you can email Joe and say, Joe, thanks so much for downloading my single. I hope you enjoy it. I just want to let you know that i've got this and that and that and this also available and you know sometimes i would love to come up to your neck of the woods and and, and hold a uh, concert up there who would you know that might be interested in having me come up and see that's a smart artist and see a lot of times artists think that the sale is the end of the game mm-hmm. you know like you know the game's out i got i got the customer but a smart artist knows no that's the beginning of the game that's like first quarter man because now you've got somebody who's hot and heavy for you. They bought your song, you know? Sure. And uh, so I teach them, like, hey, jump on that one. Go ahead and email them a thanks right away. Mm-hmm. And I always do, too. I always follow up with an email, like, hey, thanks so much for, for downloading um, Rick's song. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you for coming back. Let your friends know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, so it's important, um, and that's why I say smart artists succeed, um, and uh, they do. So, of course, people. Thank gosh, artists are getting smarter these days because there's so many great, um, uh, you know, things for them to learn. They can learn all kind of stuff online anymore. So, sure. yeah, so it's a pretty big site. Um, we have um, right now, I'd say we have just under 600 members, which is great. It's just, it's plenty for me to keep track of, mm-hmm. um, but it's not so much to where, you know, it's like going in Walmart looking for that nail down the hardware aisle that you just can't find, you know. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, and, of course, you know artists. Artists are—they have this bigger mentality. Like, uh, how many how many artists you have? Well, we have like under 600. Oh man, this site has like three million. I'm like, yeah. And you want to be there? Yeah, well, right. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. I'm like, okay. Well, why would somebody come come across you there? You know, right. uh, why would they? Why would they do that? I don't know, but there must be a lot of people visiting. I'm like, probably. I guess. I mean, I don't know, but. You know, so we try to do more on Indie Heaven than just have a profile. I mean I have other features on Indie heaven, like um, new Indie Tuesday, where we'll feature our a uh, member we'll do an interview with them and be promoted on our social network. so I'm just like any any business I'm promoting the you know what out of indie heaven trying to get yeah. average Joe you know and um, and Sally to come over to indie heaven to to listen. so I'm constantly promoting and uh, you know marketing indie heaven, which I really enjoy doing.
1: Well and if you want to hear something unique too the the, the internet's full of music and you never know quite yeah. where to go but as you even mentioned you have a new app that has come out and uh and let's face it uh independent artists a lot of times I'll I'll find music that is on the radio not something that's very appealing to me and, and yeah. I, I just want to hear something different and you can go to an independent artist and be like wow this is kind of unique and it's not like anything I'm hearing right now and that's right and uh, so I appreciate that you know and even though it may not be uh, the size of a Reverb Nation or something like you said. Mm-hmm. It's that's a good thing because it's better to be a, a big duck in a little bit smaller pond where you're actually going to get some notice, <laughs> than it would be, yeah. like you said, the three million members and well, maybe they only get three hundred three million hits a day. That means maybe you only got one listen, <laughs> you know, or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and, and plus, too, again, for Indie Heaven, the difference between Indie Heaven and Reverb Nation. I mean, I, I think it's a great site. And I'm certainly not knocking it. Um, but there, um, you just never know what you're going to see over there. And it seems to, it's just, is so confusing to me. I mean, we purposely designed any having to be simple, 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 um, basing it off of Apple mentality. You know, it's such a simple site, easy to get around, um, easy to find, um, artists and it's real, just easy. And so that's why we did it that way. And we've kept it that way. I mean, honestly, we've had the same design going on, um, five years. And you know what? I don't think I'm going to change it. I mean, we're working on right now a couple things. I mean, we realize how big social networking is, and certainly you can share a page from Indie Heaven over on Facebook and other social networks. We have the you know the little widget that you can click on, and it will share a page. And that's cool. But I know that artists like to have a little more social networking capabilities when they post a song. They'd like to have it go up on a social network. So we're working on that right now. I actually have a coder guy that made himself available to me, and we're we're busy trying to figure out that that technical you know, hornet's nest, and of course, as soon as we get that figured out, Facebook will change how it all works. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, he always does that. <laughs> I mean, and we just we just spent a month developing this Indie Heaven app this this app for our Indie Heaven radio station, which I'm really proud of. I mean this this guy uh, Paul came out of the woodwork and said he contacted me said you know I love Indie Heaven Radio, but I I noticed that you don't have an app for it. I'm like, no, I'm just praying that the Lord, you know, help me with that one. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who to go to because I'm not a coder genius. So I didn't sure. code Indie Heaven. So, um, so anyways, he goes, well, I can do it, and I want to do it, and I want to help you, man, and, and I just would love to be able to, to bless you that way. I'm like, wow, go for it. So here's what I'm here's what i looking for. Well, man, he got right the work, and, and uh-huh. he made a killer app. I mean, it's way more than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, just an absolutely phenomenal app. So if you go to the iTunes store, and um the app store just type in um Indie Heaven Radio or IH radio. You can download that app for uh um for the Apple phones. Now, of course I share I share the news, you know, and, and three of our members are like, You got an Android app yet? And I'm like, Oh <laughs> All right. finally alleged to jump off. I'm getting ready to jump right now. You know, it's like it doesn't matter. You know, ah, like, oh, there's something new. Yeah so it's all-consuming. You know it's all-consuming.
1: I do. I I understand that completely. It feels like just treading water sometimes because everything changes so fast, and just when you get Facebook down, they change it again. Just when you get iTunes down, they change it again, and uh, yep. so, so I do like the consistency, but uh, I just wanna make one thing
0: consistent
1: i sorry, I just wanted to make one thing clear for listeners, as you said before, it's not indie like Indianapolis. I just wanted to make sure everybody got the spelling. it's i n d i e heaven.com and uh, so i want to make sure all of our listeners if you've not had a chance before to go to that site that you will go and listen because there are a lot of really great artists uh, some that you probably have heard of but some that i'm sure you haven't and uh, especially if you're a pastor or if you have a venue that features christian music it's a great networking place for you to go to it really is um, It's it's a really easy site especially if you're a pastor You know, it used to be back in the old days, pastors would get these things in their boxes, and you know, somebody'd send them a a postcard, and you go, "Well, what am I supposed to do with this?" You know, Uh, Mm -hmm. it's nice to go to the website. You can look up artists specifically. You can look them up by genre. You can, you know, you can know what you're in for when you book an artist for your church. And um, I think artists, we don't always think about that, but that is very important to pastors. They they want to have confidence in somebody that they're bringing in. So Indie Heaven is a great way. I know I have a lot of pastors that listen to this show. Go to indieheaven.com, check out the artists there, um, and you're going to find some treasures to bring into your church that that they haven't had before. So, yeah, yeah,
0: it's cool because um, we have a uh, a little tab on each member profile. that says uh, um, booking or book like uh, to book, and the and the the venue or the pastor or whatever can uh, can fill that out. They don't have to sign up for an account. They don't have to leave all their information. They just fill it out, and boop, it goes right over to the uh, member. And then the member can get back to them privately and, um, you know, work out any arrangements that they want. We do not get in the middle of that. Uh, we're not a booking agency. Uh, I, I just don't think that's something that I want to do. Just We just want to be a conduit for um, relationship um, through Indie Heaven. So that's why we make it real easy to do that. And it's been really cool. I, I can go through our database, and I can see – in our database, like how many of these opportunities are coming in. And it's pretty, pretty mind blowing how many come in for, for members. And you can actually see like, you know, what they're being offered for an event. And I'm like pleasantly surprised, uh, that you know, that some of our members are doing really, really well off of that. And of course those things are a reflection of what they're doing in their ministry and in their mission too. So act, it seems like activity breeds, activity. Sure. Um, You know, a lot of times an artist will sit around and wait for something to happen, and I say, look, all you are is a professional waiter. You know, (laughs) Nashville is full of waiters. They work at Starbucks, you know. (laughs) So so don't be a waiter. Don't be a waiter because, you know, I I posted this on Facebook today. I said waiting in the Bible doesn't mean sitting on your butt. It means serving, you know, serve, serve, like a waiter serves a meal. You know, you're going to go serve the Lord, and he will open up doors of opportunity to you. So it's just amazing how that works.
1: Well, we're we're just about out of time. I just want to make sure yeah. that we've touched on everything that you would like to before we go tonight. Anything else you would like to highlight?
0: Oh man, this has been so much fun. Uh, I love I love just sharing again what the Lord's doing through me. And I don't say that I'm I don't like to say I'm doing it for the Lord because I don't think the Lord needs me to do it for Him. <laughs> I just like to say He's doing this work through me, and I'm simply just a vessel for Him, and and I don't take any credit for you know indie heaven being online for so long it's it's really just been through his blessing and through him drawing in a really certain kind of artist who understands the concept of value Uh, i mean we're not free to join we're not like a a free for all and and what i've noticed with that is that it's it kind of seems to bring a more serious artist into indie heaven not saying that those who don't want to pay for something aren't but I kinda of relate it to golf. You know, I can go out to the local field here by my house and tee up a ball and hit it in the field. But, you know, it, it it's free and I so I can do that. Or I can go and play, you know, the local eighteen hole course and pay thirty dollars for a greens fee, and I'm going to enjoy the game a lot more and play it much more seriously. Sure. That's kinda of how I look at Indy Heaven. We we tried the free thing for a while and it was just it just didn't work. Um it's kind of like if you give a kid a free bike and they're going to lay it out in the yard, it's going to get rained on and rusty. If you make that kid pay for it or pay for half of it, that kid's going to put that bike in the garage and cherish it a little bit more. So,
1: sure, that's so, very true.
0: Yeah, so, so that was the mindset. And, of course, we so are grateful for for um, for the support of our members who allow me to, to work at it full time. I mean, this is not something that I take lightly, so we're very, very grateful to our members. And uh, we just... You know, we feel like this. It's when a, when an artist comes into Indy Heaven and joins us, we consider them to be part of our inner circle. I mean, this whole internet thing is kind of like it's kind of like uh, the universe. It's just like it just goes on and on and on and on.
1: Mm-hmm. You can
0: easily get caught, you know, or get trapped way out between Mars and Venus um, and just be drifting around. But I think when an artist comes into Indy Heaven and joins us, then they've kind of reached in, um, and now we need to really start. Engaging them and seeing how number one, how we can serve them and find out what's going on, and so we do that we do that uh, through various mechanisms, either through uh, phone consultations with them or um, on social networks, you know on our Facebook group for our Indiana members so it's it's good I mean this is all about relationship, Ministry is all about relationship and serving the people and entrusting trusting God for his provision and and being okay with what you're getting so that's what I've learned
1: great well the topic we've been discussing is indieheaven.com and my guest has been keith moore keith thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week
0: it's been a blessing and thanks for inviting me
1: you've been listening to voices in my head